are you seeking validation from? And do you have any idea how destructive, how debilitating, demoralizing that search can be, that search for validation? I want to share with you an experience I had that really drove this home and then talk about why I think this is such a critical thing, especially for us as leaders to think about. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I am Russ Hill. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me. I hope to give you ideas, thoughts, experiences, observations that um, will cause you to think. That's my goal, really, is to cause you to think about how you lead others and what tweaks, adjustments, shifts could you make and how you're showing up as a leader at work, at church, in the community, at home, in order to more effectively influence others and help them and you achieve the result that you're desperately trying to achieve. So it's all about growing your career. I'm on the road, you all headed to the airport. Um, I've got a trip to the East Coast. This is, I love the client we're working with this week, but this is one of my least favorite things to do where you're flying from, you know, where I live on the West Coast or the West US in Arizona, all the way across the country for a brief meeting and then turning around and flying right back. It's just it's just not my favorite thing to do anymore, but it's uh, it's what our client, this particular client needs. So um, I'm, I'm on it. Okay. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast and you find value in it, tap on the follow, add whatever the button is in your app, and you'll get two new episodes every week. If you want to find out more, you're curious about what our firm does as we coach and consult senior executives of some of the world's largest companies. That's exactly what this trip is about. Um, you can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. We recently updated the website to reflect uh, some of the changes that we've recently made in our team. And if you're interested in developing your own ability to lead, think of it like a 30-day fitness challenge, but for leadership development, we call it the future of leadership development. Leadership courses and conferences, they never lead to traction. You can't, they're, they're awesome in the moment, but nothing really changes in our behavior. We forget about it. And, uh, and so leadership conferences are the old way. Online courses are lonely and boring uh, oftentimes. And so we, we've created what we believe, we feel strongly is the future of leadership development. You can find out more about it for you or your team at leadin30.com. Okay, quick experience and then a couple of takeaways that I want you thinking about. This, you all, is critically, critically important in, uh, in your emotional, spiritual, um, mental well-being. At least it has been for me, and it is a battle. And maybe it isn't for you, but it is for me. So, as many of you who've listened to this podcast or read my first book, Decide to Lead Know, I spent nearly two decades in the media business and I, our family moved to Phoenix when I was uh, asked to, to help lead a turnaround project with some media properties that were just hemorrhaging, that the ratings were embarrassing. We were on the, our ratings, you all, literally this is true. Our ratings were on the right side of the decimal, not 
like right and wrong side, like not on the left side of the decimal. I'm talking about the share of the Phoenix uh, marketplace that we had listening to us. Our rating share was on the right side of the decimal when I moved, when we moved to Phoenix and our revenue wasn't where it needed to be either. And so the job was turn around the ratings, rebuild this news talk and uh, and sports talk product, home of the Diamondbacks, Cardinals, ASU, Sun Devils, all that, um, the uh, the Suns, and and on the sports side, get it get it to be a, a powerhouse, and on the news talk side, build a uh, a media brand that was actually that actually had hundreds of thousands of listeners, and so that was a multi-year project. It tested me in ways I never even could have imagined. The first time in my life I had sleepless nights, waking up in sweat, wondering if I had gotten in way over my head and um, and just all kinds of setbacks. And it, it was it was it was such a an awesome learning experience. You all the learning curve was steep, which is which is awesome. And uh, and so after about four, four and a half years we had gotten those media properties to a place where we could we could say we had achieved what we set out to do the investment that our national broadcast company had made in those media properties was now well worth it they had spent um upwards of a hundred million dollars on these properties and so we we had to turn them around in order to make that investment worth it in you know in the not too distant future and so now after about four and a half years or so the result of a lot of people, um, an incredible team, we achieved success. We were on the map and we were we were going places. And I remember going to a strategic offsite meeting. We had them quarterly. And um, our, our, our EVP, the EVP who was over our region, executive vice president based in Chicago, came in to the market for, for our quarterly offsite strategic planning meeting. And, uh, and I remember being excited, extra excited about this meeting because we were nailing it now. Like the ratings were consistently really strong. The revenue, the, the, that it was on track. We were a market leader in that, in that area. It was just fa- like we were hitting our groove. It was awesome. And uh, I remember being excited, <laughs> excited to go to this strategic offsite because for the first time in almost five years, we were in a great spot. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I sure was expecting more than I got in that meeting. Here's what happened. So the meeting starts and we're digging into where we're headed, right? An update on our 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 goals and the results that we were trying to achieve and and then into you know the challenges and where we needed movement and what the what what the plan was for you know the rest of the, the year. And um and I remember at one point, the uh, the EVP, the executive vice president, who was a um, an intense dude, and uh, just a, a just well known in the broadcast um, industry, and very respected. And I remember him, and, and he was he he didn't lead in a way to where he was super casual and um, close to you. Like he kept his distance, and there was he led in a in a way to where he wore the brass ring. And you needed to kneel down and kiss it, right? I mean, good guy, and uh, and incredibly connected, and had earned the success that that he had had in his career, but led with a little more intimidation than 
than I than I have chosen to throughout my career. And um, and so so it's so he was intense and uh, and he liked being that way. And he liked you feeling that um, in, in any time he was around. And so we go to this meeting. I remember at one point he stopped, like he hesitated in the middle of the discussion and, uh, with all, with all the senior leaders in the room, um, from our market. And he, um, he stopped the discussion. He said, by the way, Russ, um, congrats on the, on what you all have achieved. It, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really good. Something like that. And then he turned his head toward others and ca- carried on the, you know, and carried on the conversation. And I remember you ever, you ever had that moment in a meeting or in a conversation where you let out a, a gasp or a laugh and you don't mean to, like, you wish you could suck it back in. You're like, Oh crap. Did I do that out loud? Yeah. I had one of those moments where I like laughed out loud. I kind of giggled because as soon as he said that, I thought that's it. Like that was my reward. There was not going to be any, um, big social event. I wasn't going to be invited up on a stage. There was no plaque or trophy or award that was going to be given to me. There would be no spotlights. That was it. Hey, Russ, thanks. You know, c- c- by the way, just real quick, you guys, before we carry on, um, congratulations, team's doing well. Okay, let's talk about this next quarter. And I'm sitting there going, now, now keep in mind, Yes, I'd gotten all the monetary rewards, you know, the the incentives, the bonuses had kicked in. I I was being rewarded, and I and and inside the company and in the industry, my stock was going up, and and I my future was getting brighter, and my reputation and all that. So all of that, I need to I need to acknowledge, and yet I expected something more from this leader and this company and that moment, and it didn't happen. And that's when I realized, that's when it really hit me, you all, what it means, what that, what that saying means, the journey is the reward. I thought, oh, that's what that means. The reward for all the blood, sweat, tears, effort, and everything that I had given was the learning, the wisdom, the experience, the insight, the stories, all of that was the reward. It wasn't going to come. The reward was not going to come from this EVP. It never came from him. And it never came officially from the company. There was no president's circle. No, you know what I mean? There was no parade <laughs> through uh, downtown Phoenix or any other city. And, and so here's the point. Here's why I wanted to do an episode on this. Where are you seeking validation? Where, where are you desperate for it? right now in your life? Who do you need? Like you really want them to acknowledge all that you're doing, all of the effort, the sacrifice, the hard work, the, 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 the things that you're doing, who are you seeking that from? Is it your current boss? Is it an executive in your corporation? Is it a specific promotion you're looking for? Is it a spouse? a partner, a kid, a family member, a friend, who is it? Who are you desperate? Because I was desperate for validation from that executive. And there are so many other stories I could tell you about other times where I've sought validation from that person or that person, and it didn't come. 
And in fact, what I got instead was, how come you're not doing this? Or why aren't you measuring up in that area? Or don't you think you could give a little bit more over there? And these are lots of different people that are great people. And they're not doing anything wrong necessarily. They're just, instead of validating or celebrating or, um, you know, giving me acknowledgement for the effort, the good that I'm doing, they instead communicate to me what I'm not doing or what could be different. And, um, and which is good. You need that, right? I want to I be surrounded by people that make me better personally and professionally. And yet at the same time, we just have this basic human need to have our efforts validated. And here is my belief. It's not going to happen. Never. It's never going to happen to the level that you want it to. And some of you may be listening to that and going, man, that's harsh for us and it's not accurate. That hasn't been my experience in life. I'm constantly getting validated at home and church and the community and the neighborhood and work and my team and my boss and the corporate. Okay, well, let me just invite you to um, to take your um, take your life and go live it permanently at, at Disneyland because <laughs> that is where you are living. Like we all would love to have your life. And I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, right, you all, to make the point. Um, but my belief, and you could, I, you, I could be wrong on this. You may totally disagree. You may, not, you may not be wired the way I am, and maybe I'm the outlier here. But my belief is that I'm not, and that we never will seek, we will never receive the amount of validation that we really want in any aspect of our life. And so what do we do about that? What I've come to realize is I've got to stop seeking it. And that there are two places where it, where I need to look for it from. And the first one is internal. Do I feel like I did my best? Do I feel like I, I made the right decisions? Do I feel like I, I'm, I'm doing what I need to or that I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm, I'm making progress toward becoming who I'm trying to be, who I want to be at home, spiritually, at work, as a leader, at what, as, as a, um, with my clients. Am I, am I making progress? And that satisfaction, that validation, that acknowledgement has to come internally. I have to give that to myself. And, and so I seek it from myself. And the second place that I seek it, and some of you may may have a different attitude or experience or belief on this, but for me, the second place where I seek it is from God. From and I, you, you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, that I I'm religious. I have uh, I, I I lean into my my religion and my spiritual beliefs. You may have different beliefs. So, but what, whatever the higher power is or whatever it is for you. Um, I'd encourage you to seek it from that as well, internally, inside yourself, and then from some higher power or or wherever you think is appropriate. But where I would where I would spend less energy or effort looking for validation, reward, recognition, is from other people. And because and the reason for that, and I'll wrap up here in a moment. The reason for that is because it becomes a trap. And when I fe- have feelings of bitterness. I'm just being super honest 
and um, vulnerable and 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 uh, open with you all. That's what I try to do in a lot of these podcast episodes. And um, when I find myself seeking that, I I I tend to get bitter. I tend to get down. I tend to I tend to not. I tend to um, to um, recede like like I, I I'm not my best self. I don't put myself out there as much. I'm not as confident. I'm not I'm not as as cheerful. I'm not as positive. I'm I'm not positively impacting other people's lives as much as I could be. And 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 the last thing I'd say about this is um, this is easy to talk about. It's easy for me to record into my phone here as I'm traveling to the airport. It's easy for me to tell you that this is what you need to do. It's easy for me to say this is what I need to do, and it's stinking hard to do. So I find myself constantly looking for it, seeking it, and I, I, I think it's just a basic human need, and I also believe that it's one of those things in life that if we can, we can work to overcome, we'll be much happier. We'll have greater peace, and we'll... Um, We'll, we'll we'll just be we'll just be better. We'll be we'll be more of our our best self. Does that make sense? So the question for this episode is: Who are you seeking validation from, and what can you do? How could you adjust that um, to where you aren't looking for it so desperately? If you disagree with something I've said, or you view it differently, or you've got an experience or a story that you think, Russ, man, um, I, I I've got something that you ought to hear. Uh, about this, will you just send me a direct message on LinkedIn? I love getting those every week from from all over the world, from from all of you. Um, occasionally, when you when you when you send me one, and I I appreciate that. So if you view it differently, you think I've got this all wrong, or you've got some additional wisdom that you think would help me as I work on this, or help others, or a story or an experience, shoot me a direct message on LinkedIn. The link to do so is in the show notes that you can just swipe up or swipe over and find. Tap on that and communicate with me. You all. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope things are that there is so much so many so many struggling with their emotional well-being right now. What we've been through over the last 2 years is just crazy. I'm I'm so interested. I'm so interested in how we will look back at these last 2 years, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. How will we view the last 2 years? I sure hope that we'll view them going, man, that was insanely hard. Like that was a huge challenge and we survived it. I hope we don't look at it and go, man, that was nothing compared <laughs> compared to what came after it. Oh, please. No, I hope that's not the case, but it might be. And so we just have to build up our resiliency, don't we? But anyway, my point in, in making that is I hope that you're healthy emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And what I talked about in this episode is something that I've thought about that's helped me when I'm able to demonstrate it and live it. It's helped me in my spiritual, mental, emotional well-being. And I hope it will help you as well. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.